Welcome, welcome to the 8th episode of the Revolutionary Star Season 2 for the year 2021. My name is Koble Super Cabral Kabe live and direct, broadcasting live and direct from Harare, Zimbabwe to the comfort of wherever you are right now in our global world. Today is Sunday, the 14th of March, 2021, and I am feeling great. I am feeling excited. We are going to talk about how MDC was birthed. That is what our title topic here today is after we had a great discussion last week discussing ZANU. This week, we're going to talk about MDC. This is our eighth episode for season two, 2021, and it's all about MDC. Right. Quip synopsis, brief. Last week, we discussed ZANU. This week, we discussed MDC. We want us to understand the actors in our game called Zimbabwe, the game of life called Zimbabwe. These parties are going to be here for some time to come. They've split up. They formed just like ZANU. ZANU split up, uh, combined, then had a unity agreement. MDC, same thing. But these two parties, ZANU, which became ZANU-PF, and then MDC, which has become MDCT, MDC Alliance, MDC this, PDP, what, what, what. These two parties, these two main parties are the ones that have been charting the course for Zimbabwe. And we'll go on to chart the course of Zimbabwe for the next 50 to 100 years. So understanding the philosophy, psychology uh, behind what it means to be these type of parties is important for us to move forward in life and understand how they view policy and how they try and implement policy as political parties what they look for when they recruit these MPs and how they are supposed to act how do they move, what is their swag what is it that makes them who they are last week they talked about ZANU, the good and the bad this week we're going to talk about MDC, the good and the bad these two parties are needed they will not go anywhere and that it is what it is it is what it is <laughs> so the mdc began after the people's working convention in february 1999 so in february 2000 that is when the this party was formed right uh, what really led the mdc to get formed was uh civic organizations, uh, labor union. This party was formed from civic organization, labor union, activism. This is an activist party. It's, it's, it's birth is in the people who birthed this people, uh, this party were activists, right? So this is the, the MDC for any, for lack of a better word is a social democratic party, right? That is exactly what it is. There's no other way that we can uh, describe it. Now, I'm sure you know all the history behind it, uh, but what really got MDC to be what it was, was that from 1996 to around 1998, there were a series of strikes that happened in Zimbabwe. These strikes were based on what was called ESAP. This was the Economic Structural Adjustment Program that had been forced upon the ZANU-PF-led government by the World Bank, IMF, you know, the, the, the white men, the Western capitalist uh, donor organizations in the world, right? The Bretton Woods uh, big dogs. So ESAP had disastrous impact on uh, living conditions and um, wages in Zimbabwe. Inflation went up. And around this time, well, I was in high school at this time. So I actually experienced this. I actually participated in some of these strikes in 1996, I did. I was tear gassed. The uh, Copacabana 
where it was a food riot that was happening there around that time. I mean, uh, no, it wasn't 1996. It was 1990. Yeah, no, it was 1998. 1998 is when I was tear gassed uh, by Copacabana. It was a food riot that had happened. Who would have thought that it would get worse after that? Only worse. So these strikes uh, that happened across the country around this time ended up uh, being the the birthing pains for MDC, right? This is how MDC became uh, what it is. Uh, the leadership structure of MDC around that time was from ZCTU, which was the Zimbabwe Congress of Trade Unions, right? These were where most of the leaders were, were, were found. This is where you have the Gibson Sibandas, you have the, the Morgan Sangirais, you have the Welsh Mingube uh, type individuals that were there you also had uh, the white class as well that was there because this was also around the time where land invasion and the war vets were complaining so you have people like uh, the coal tarts coming into the mix so you see a lot of disenfranchised people from different walks of life coming together under one umbrella remember that this is unlike ZANU-PF, which is a Chimurenga party. This is people who are struggling different things in their lives. They're having different type of problems. But they are all coming together for one embodying thing that they don't like ZANU-PF. But amongst themselves, they are totally different individuals. One is a roadie. Another guy is a worker. Maybe he's a carpenter who's in the ZCT union. Another is a UZ student who's trying to get better uh, living conditions at the, at the university or maybe reduction in their school fees or something like that, their tuition. So around the, all of this is how the party was formed. One way does win, Right. The government was not providing the services that they were supposed to be providing. ZANU-PF had not been providing the services that were supposed to be provided. Why? Well, we will look into that at a pre, uh, another podcast. But ZANU-PF was the administration in charge and they were not providing uh, service delivery to the, the nation. Right? ZANU-PF's excuse uh, or their reasoning, whichever way you want to put it, is that it was ESAP's fault. But if you go deep into why it was ESAP's fault, which we will, you then realize that, no, it wasn't really ESAP's fault, but they shouldn't even have taken the ESAP deal to begin with, the Economic Structural Adjustment Program. But this is the context of which uh, MDC was formed, right? MDC is a very, okay, sorry, sorry, apologies, was a very inclusive party. It believed in collaboration. It believed in uh, having things uh, drawn out or agreed to in a consultative manner. It was a big tent organization, right? That's what MDC was, where it was formed. All ideas are accepted. We all come from different paths. And what we are more uh, in, uh, uh, combined with is determining the future of Zimbabwe. Note, the uh, embodying idea behind MDC was that these people were against Robert Gabriel Mugabe and the ZANU-PF administration. There is nothing else that tied these people more stronger together than ZANU-PF must go. Even up until now, 2020, the ZANU-PF must go mantra is the one defining aspect of MDC that any 
card carrying member or cadre of MDC who joins the Chinjamai Tiro movement knows ZANU PF must go. Whoever is in charge, if it's the president and so forth, as long as he's at ZANU PF, you must go. This has been a problem when it comes to policy making and so forth, as we discussed. Because as I mentioned before, we are looking all of this in the context of that national housing policy and how policy is made here in Zimbabwe and why there have been so much difference of opinion and why we've had so much difficulty getting things done in Zimbabwe quickly enough. So, unlike ZANU PF, here's where I'm going to start with. Unlike ZANU PF, MDC is a very, very very progressive party innovation okay is encouraged ZANU, mdc encourages innovation it encourages adaptation it uh, encourages uh, new ideas this is what mdc is unlike zanu pf they do not constrict ideas they do not criticize ideas unfortunately they do not formulate ideas properly. They have a problem of having too many good ideas that nothing else ends up getting done. Unless there is a strong voice within the pack that pushes their idea on top of all the others. Too many ideas, nothing gets done. That's the same as uh, Democrats uh, in the United States or Democrats everywhere. This is where we have with MDC. So I'm just trying to give you an example. As social Democrats, they believe in a welfare state. They believe in service delivery, social welfare programs. The government needs to provide as many of these amenities to the country as much as possible. I hope you're seeing the gist of what I'm trying to explain to you here. If you're seeing where I'm coming from. These people believe in having a government that performs well. Why? Because they expect that government to provide as many social welfare programs as much as possible. So automatically that means they believe or the unintended consequence of that is that they believe in a big government whether you like it or not mdc believes in a big government which explains why uh, city councils uh, across zimbabwe ballooned when mdc came up in came into power right because they do believe in a big government because of their social democratic values and the way that they believe in social welfare programs so this is what we have when we're looking at MDC, right? It starts off from we are all disaffected individuals who all are expecting something from the government. Who is the government? The government at that time is ZANU-PF. ZANU-PF has failed this. ZANU-PF has failed that. ZANU-PF has failed this. ZANU-PF has failed that. Ah, let's get together and let's form a, a different way of looking at things. Once you do that, you are all expecting that we can do better it's the system that ZANU-PF is failing to do. But your ideas are coming from me, 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 me. I want something. I want something. I want this. I want that. I want this. So all your ideas that you give about how you can get the system to give you more. Right? This is how you create a welfare state. ZANU-PF is totally different from that. ZANU-PF does not have social welfare in their system. That's the honest truth. That's because of that Chimrenga type of welfare. They're a minimalist party. They are from guerrilla warfare days. If your car breaks down, you leave it by the road, you start walking. Emerson Munangagwa, when he was in fear of his life, he crossed the Mozambique border on foot. That is a ZANU-PF mentality. An MDC mentality is a me, me, me mentality. I don't mean this in a bad way, comrades. 
I'm just trying to make you understand that that me, me, me mentality makes them look at the government and bureaucracy from a complaining type of way because they think they can do it better if they get into that position, right? They So they believe, if an MDC comes into power, expect, expect expansion, uh, ballooning of things. That's just who they are. The advantage that they have, though, is that they come up with ideas. If too many people sit around complaining about something, ideas always come up. So that progressive Kwanzira, Kutuka, ideas are formed from that. And this is how the MDC is what it is. So, in fact, history already teaches us that uh, where there are several groups or even individuals engaged in a, a struggle against a common enemy, there is bound to be a power struggle among them at some point. The ideas are so many in, in uh, MDC that at times they split up and they form. That's why they've been splitting up and forming so many times because the ideas are so different, right? Right now, uh, we have the law uh, legal uh, wing of the party that has been running uh, both MDC Alliance M- and MDCT ever since Morgan Changirai died. Morgan Changirai represented the workers from the Congress Union days. That is no longer there. Right now, the MDC that we have is pretty much from the student side of where MDC was formed. These are the ones who are now lawyers and are running the party. However, it's a social democratic party. So this type of party is loved by uh, donor organizations. Let's just call a spade a spade. You can't hate on that. Zanu PF uses it as a spin or a political point uh, to to uh, you know uh, get the their base into a frenzy. But if we take away the politics, the manner in which MDC moves its swag is what. Uh, donor organizations like because donor organizations are liberal most of the time they are not conservative so that liberal bent that most donor organizations uh you know uh as bodies makes them attracted to social democratic parties such as mdc so it's not their fault to be honest why mdc gets funding or is preferred to by most western countries is because their ideals and the reason why they're such a big tent makes them appealing to those type of parties unlike zanu pf that is against girls uh, homosexuality and so forth mdc embraces everything as long as it is in the common goal of zanu pf must go they will embrace anything but this has also become a hindrance because it sometimes they have more contradictions and hypocrisies within their own political party, unlike MDC. I mean, unlike Zanu PF, which we will talk about as we move upon uh, in detail. So, one view of the MDC's current position is that uh, it it is divided strategically and ideologically into two broad constituencies, which are for all intents and purposes again for this podcast for you guys to understand there are two people here now in in uh, mdc we mentioned the two sides of a coin that existed within uh, zanu pf uh, from zanu now i'm going to mention the two sides that exist within mdc mdc also has two wings as well these people are two sides of the same coin but they're all mdc we have the military side just like zanu pf and then we have the moderate side not nationalists but moderates please understand moderates these moderates are the same as nationalists 
So if a moderate meets a ZANU-PF nationalist, they actually get along. They may disagree on philosophy and ideology, but they can actually sit down and plan policy. Very too. Because they come from that uh, element within the party. So what do the moderates in MDC want? The moderates believe in uh, rapprochement. They believe in talking with ZANU-PF. They believe in policy implementation. They believe in mutual agreement. At times, we may not get everything we want, but we can make incremental change. This is what the moderates in the party want. What do the military side of the uh, MDC want? The military side wants ZANU-PF must go. That's it. ZANU-PF must go. They espouse for peace, but this military side is where you see the vanguard and uh, where you may see violence come out at times through the youth and so forth. This military side believes in uh, all-out warfare. We don't trust ZANU-PF, we don't want to work with ZANU-PF, and for all intents and purposes, uh, ZANU-PF is an evil party. They have now seen ZANU-PF as an incarnation of Satan himself. That's the military side. Both are MDC, but both see it different. Right? When it's a ZANU-PF person coming to them, they're MDC. But internally within themselves, they're two totally different elements that exist side by side. And they've existed like this ever since MDC was formed. Now, if you go deeper into where this is coming from, you can start seeing elements of student activism is where the more militant people ended up coming from. The Congress or those who are union who had uh, who deal with the bureaucracy of the government on a day-to-day basis were more open to negotiating at times with the government and became more moderate rather than the military side of the students who came straight from university of zimbabwe and went into politics so you can have a changirai who was willing to work at times with mugabe on certain things compared to a btu who'll be like hell no right that's how it is. MDC is exactly the same as ZANU-PF when it comes to that. They both have different sides. Now, unlike ZANU-PF, MDC's side encourages talk, but Kutukana and it may look as if these guys fight more than ZANU-PF, but the fighting is exactly the same. The only difference is that they are louder about it and they get more publicity. ZANU-PF is a conservative party. It's internal. Their fighting is usually done quietly. You may not even know that these two Madaras are fighting, but underneath they are fighting like hell. But you can't let the enemy know that you're fighting internally. You only realize that fights were going on when one of them gets defeated or is either expelled from the party or something like that. Back in the day, you'd just be killed. right? But in MDC, it's open. You can actually tell this is a family that's fighting right now. That's MDC. Right? But don't make it look as if these parties, the way they fight, one is worse than the other. No, it's normal. But it's just the manner in which we as outsiders and revolutionaries see them when they fight. The progression and the progressive nature of MDC makes them easier or quicker as a party. MDC adapts faster than ZANU-PF. Right? They grasp onto technology and messaging and branding faster than ZANU-PF. Why? Because they allow ideas to ferment within their party. The problem with MDC is that that also becomes a problem because too many ideas makes them stumble, right? They bicker over things a lot. They they have problems uh, making decisions or they become slow or at times they may hesitate to make a decision because they've got so many options that they can work from. It ends up making them look like they are a do-nothing party. But it's not that. It's just that that progressiveness doesn't have a stopper. 
That's where the problem is with MDC, right? Unlike Zanu PF, where you may have one idea and it may be a very bad idea, <laughs> but you will stick with that idea until it runs itself dry to the ground, right? With the MDC, it's not like that, but it's a problem. So it's a very efficient party. It can work with a meager uh, budget and still produce a lot of results because uh, it's a big tent organization. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning this for MDC is that when you're looking at national housing and so forth, unlike uh, ZANU-PF where innovation is not agreed upon, uh, right, uh, is not is frowned upon, in MDC, the progression is too much that nothing will end up ever getting done because people are not much popular even that good idea that may happen. Or there's a faction within the party that doesn't believe that that's correct. Or maybe the military side is criticizing the moderates because the moderates are selling out by talking to ZANU-PF. So that dichotomy is the one that makes uh, MDC at times slow or not being capable of working. Like, for example, right now, they, they, when Chamisa ran for president, he lost parliament. The MPs that were in that parliament, instead of coming together for a concerted effort to have a united front against ZANU-PF, all they did was fight amongst themselves or bicker over different type of things. Too many ideas. So this is what MDC is. So we just wanted you guys to understand that uh, the party symbol is an open palm with borders in black on a white background encircled by the party slogan. The party slogan is Chinjamai Tiro Gukula Inzenzo, written in black. The party's logo is a black circle incorporating the Zimbabwe bird in gray on an orange background, which represents a wheel on which is also embedded the party's flag in black, red, yellow, and green blocks arranged in bands. The party is located and headquartered at Harvest House, number 44 Nelson Mandela Avenue, Harare. Uh, another thing about MDC is that it is a corporate body, right? So it's legally uh, recognized here in Zimbabwe. So it has a perpetual succession. It's capable of suing and being sued. It's capable of acquiring and disposing of property in its own name, right? It's a social democratic party. It, uh, it sees itself as a social democratic party. What is social democracy? Social democracy is a political, social, and economic philosophy within socialism that supports political and economic democracy. Social democracy seeks to humanize capitalism and create the conditions for it to lead to greater democratic, egalitarian, and solidaristic outcomes. What does that mean? What does all this jargon mean? It means that social democracy is characterized by a commitment to policies aimed to curbing inequality, eliminating oppression of underprivileged groups, eradicating poverty, universal health care, access to public services, taking care for the elderly, national uh, plans that are run by the government, national child care, national education policies, national health care policies, workers' compensation, workers' rights, strengthening of trade unions, yada, yada, yada. You get the gist. These guys believe in services, services, services. It's about me, 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 me. Again, I'm not saying it in a bad sense, but I'm trying to make you realize what MDC is. It's like a Germany. It's a party that can exist in Germany, Norway, uh, Sweden, 
those type of countries that's what mdc is right it's a me 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 party where, where we want to be happy so we need to take care of maslow's needs maslow's hierarchy of needs the basic the basic needs they say let the government do that so when they look at a party like zanu pf they criticize it because it fails to provide social services to the country not necessarily because zanu pf is a bad country uh, well now they believe it's an evil party but from a technical intellectual point of view they just think ZANU-PF doesn't know what it's doing. Its conservative policies are just bad and they don't know how to deliver services, which makes them evil. So again, that's what MDC is. Why is it like this? It's because the people who formed it were people from uh, organizations that lean liberal to begin with. That's what it is, right? Even the lawyers, the lawyers, uh, as they get older, uh, for example, the Obed Gutus, they turn conservative. But when you're young, the ideals that MDC espouses work for uh, young people. I won't lie to you. Which is why it's a young party and appeals to young people. Because uh, you don't have anything in your life when you're young. You want stuff from people. You want stuff from the government. You want stuff from your teachers. You want stuff from your parents. You want. So you're always expecting stuff and you're always criticizing stuff. This is how MDC was birthed. This is why MDC is what it is as a social democratic party. What can you liken to that? The Democrats, for example, are exactly the exact same way. The only difference with the Democrats and MDC is that they've had more years of experience in running themselves as a party and have realized how not to let that big tent uh, mentality affect them when it comes to getting th things done in Congress, Senate, or in the executive or the judiciary right so that's mdc a pro a pro poor people-centered social democratic non-racial non-sexist movement which firmly supports gender parity in all the organs of the party engendering the 50 50 gender representation principle that gender representation principle we already talked about it in a previous podcast hogwash both parties are not practicing that they are both in a patriarchal type of system that they use against women and the women themselves make it worse because they have that pull it down syndrome that phd pull her down syndrome that women uh persecute upon themselves from themselves as a gender so on being accepted into the mdc a new member unlike in zanu shall make a solemn declaration to the movement in the form of uh, the constitution where basically it's like you sign an affidavit saying you know what uh, i am mdc and i agree to uphold these things Right. Uh, this party was formed so different from ZANU-PF. It's like night and day. But if you just look at it from the face value, you won't understand it. Right? But now that we are trying to explain to you the differences between ZANU-PF and MDC, which is not the cosmetic, you will now understand why they talk the way they talk. So how is the difference between the party? Let me tell you the party structure for MDC. MDC has the Congress. It has the National Conference. It has the National Council. It has a national executive, it has a guardian council, it has a national assembly for women, it has a national assembly for youth, it has a disability council, it is a, a party parliamentary caucus, it is a local government caucus, it has a provincial consultative forum, uh, it has the province, then it has the district, then it has the ward, and it also has the branch. That is the structures within MDC. What did I tell you, comrades and cadres? 
their constitution is 95 pages almost 100 pages it has layering upon layerings of structures why because it's a big tent organization unlike zanu pf that is not a big tent organization the binding ideals that mdc exposes makes it a party that accepts a lot of ideas so it's a bigger party it has got a lot of lot of innuendos and problems within that but yeah you know if you ever i've just shown you zanu pf doesn't have the, the this amount of uh, uh bodies within its uh, party and for a person who's coming into Zanupev you immediately know once you read the constitution where the power is whether it's administrative or whether it is from a political angle or whether it is at me I just want to make money within this party and that's it and then I leave you can tell quickly within M- uh, Zanupev what part of Zanupev you want to be but in MDC it's not like that it is diverse it is very diverse. That's why it has all these layerings that are there. Why? Because MDC is made up of many civic groups and organizations, uh, civic society organizations and uh, donor organizations and so forth. This is what MDC is. So, we talked about ZANU. Now we've talked about MDC. Why is this important? These are the actors that make up what it is we live in right now in 2021 uh, mdc just like zanu pf has had splits over and over again and we will be looking at some of their notable key personalities within the party but why it was important for us to mention mdc was that this is what we're dealing with here in zimbabwe in 2021 we are dealing with two parties we have ZANU-PF, which is a very conservative party. It has had a hard time accepting new ideas and it is very slow in uh, uh, initiating uh, programs. But once they get a hold of programs, they go with that program until it dies. right? So its biggest problem is accepting a, a new program. After ZANU-PF accepts a new program, they go with it hardcore. For the next five years and or if it fails and even after it fails they continue doggedly with it it's that conservative nature in them some people may call it being stupid or slow or dumb but no it's just conservative just like the republicans in the united states uh mdc is not like that mdc can get a new plan and it can change halfway through a new plan and come up with a new plan or it can improve on that plan it is an agile party it uh, embraces innovation it embraces progressive thought but it also becomes slow because it stumbles because too many people are talking at the same time if you get what i'm saying too many ideas sometimes make i none of the ideas come out right your jack of all trades master of none that's what we're trying to say so both parties need each other mdc can actually get a lot of ideas out ZANU-PF has actually stolen ideas from MDC and ran with them and actually produced great results with MDC complaining later on that you guys stole that idea from us. It's another reason why they don't want GNU right now because they feel that they're being used. But that's because they as social democrats don't realize themselves and the weaknesses within their own party that they are more powerful as a parliamentary party rather than ZANU-PF. But they are not seeing that because they don't want to get used. They want to control the power right mdc can come up with ideas fast but 
the bickering amongst themselves, it may take a long time before these ideas gain to fruition. ZANU-PF, the minute they get an idea, they go with it 110%. But coming up with the idea, hey, my one. Right? So these are the two parties we have. Right? The example I'm showing here, comrades, is that these two parties can make a great parliament if they actually did the job of being in parliament and getting the job done. Because there are two sides of the same coin. Two totally different parties with factions within those parties with different ideals and different uh, philosophies. But if they actually participated in the parliamentary process, this country would actually go a lot, a long way. But we haven't got to that stage. Uh, we are still fighting to get to that stage. We are going to look at the players within these organizations, whether they are moderates from the MDC or the ZANU-PF side, or nationalists, or pan-Africanists, or militants, or radicals. All of them we are going to discuss and then get into the gist of them. But for today, we wanted you to figure out MDC. We didn't get into too much detail of MDC uh, Changirai, then MDC BT, then MDC Chamisa. And why I did that was specific is because it's a spin. More these people who fight amongst each other, they're all now labeled as sellouts or he then changed and then Gibson Lube went and he formed his own party. Atam Tambara then did this. Wospen Lube then did that. Tabitha Nkumalo did this. Tokozani Kupe did that. Nelson Chamisa has done this. Douglas, Douglas Monzera has done that. Uh, Mahere has done this. No, that's hogwash. That's why we do not mention any people's names. Why? It's because they're all MDC. It's a big TED organization. If you start looking at specific people and trying to track the trajectory of the party you are missing the point unlike zanu pf where you need to know the people way in these structures because it's a rigid organization so you can tell that once somebody has gone you need to figure out what was the reason was this guy killed was this guy expelled what happened for this guy to move and then what was the power dynamic or the change change in zanu pf is hard it comes one time and it is very difficult it needs a lot of energy and once it comes it comes and it's vi either violent or it's going to bring a lot of pain right mdc is not like that it's fluid they break up they join up again they break up they, it's it's a democratic party my tree huggers liberals so stressing about whether bt left the party then came back is not the right way to look at mdc what you need to understand is the philosophy and the mentality behind mdc it's a young party. It appeals to the youth. It is always going to have an advantage over ZANU-PF when it comes to the youth vote because it realizes that it appeals to the ideals that a young person appeals to. ZANU-PF is a party for older people. Once you get into your 30s, you have a house, you have a car, you have a good job, and you, you want your title deeds and everything, you are going to end up voting ZANU-PF. The only problem is that it hasn't found itself as a party, that it is a conservative party that is now capitalistic in, in form. Maybe they can try and copy the Chinese capitalist version, but they haven't even got there as a party. MDC, on the other hand, is a fluid young party that... Uh, for it to survive will have to have a large bureaucracy that controls itself it really doesn't care that much about the army which is why it has always been difficult for mdc to be in the army army is a rigid party the young people in the army probably like mdc too but the ideals and the philosophy the psychology between mdc and uh, security institution structures has always been a problem
Even if you look at the Democrats in the United States, the way that they have a hard time connecting with the army in the United States, where burning of the flag, uh, God save the troops and so forth, things that come naturally to a Republican. Democrats uh, in the United States have qualms doing that. Same thing with MDC. It's not that the Zimbabwe National Army doesn't have MDC sympathizers. It does. But the manner in which MDC was formed handcuffs it to how to deal or initiate into uh, militaristic structures and recruit or try and uh, manipulate and implement or, you know what, take that potential energy that's in the army and use it to their advantage as the MDC. But they've always had problems with that. But that's because of their progressive nature. So you can have an army person in, in the army who's MDC, but converting that potential energy into kinetic has always been a problem for MDC. But it's not MDC's fault. It's the way that MDC was formed. MDC was formed from an activist point of view. We're talking about its roots are the same as likening them to Cabral or to Steve Biko, Chris Hani, Cyril Ramaphosa, right? These are people that are more in tune with MDC than they are with ZANU-PF because they are coming from trade unionist student movement, COSATU type of organization. Unlike ZANU-PF that is more akin to Unkontowesizwe or Mashel or Mondlane type of uh, mentality so you can already see how uh, they talk to each other how they get to know each other this is why we did not go into the specifics of who was this or who was that in mdc because it is a big tent organization what is more important is to see the way that they move the the way they, they it's a fluid organization it can change it can come back it can change again so if you look at it from that point of view you start disregarding a lot of the nonsense you hear in the news it's nonsense spin these are family members that are fighting cutters mdc is still mdc right now the general mentality in mdc is that chamisa is the leader whether or not he's a fool or he's not implementing things he is the leader within the party there are some who want to be the leader you have the monzoras you have the tabitha kumbalos you have the tokozani kupes you have the up-and-comers like the maheres but the ground general groundswell that is within that social democratic way of thinking once Chamisa. How they're going to get to Chamisa to become president are the ideas are peri when it comes to MDC. But that's because of how it was formed. So that comedy has been our podcast for MDC today. We have now talked about both parties and we are going to now move forward when we talk about this. These two uh, parties were reference tracks where we were coming from the national housing podcast we did previously uh we all about economic empowerment here at the revolutionary star we are taking up the mantle from where our elders left us they first had to do the violence uh now we need the economic empowerment and for that economic empowerment to come through we need both parties unfortunately we need both parties However, we have to pick and choose from both parties what we need from them because both parties have uh, systemic problems within them that make them handicapped. They are still transforming themselves into something that is cohesive. MDC has the same problem that, uh, that ZANU-PF has. It no longer has intelligentsia that are forming ideas. Uh, 
And their social democratic uh, philosophy, they are no longer practicing it. They sometimes get off the beaten path because they follow different wings of the party. And these wings sometimes take hostage of the narrative that MDC is supposed to be. And they end up becoming either two lawyers, too much of a law type bent at times, or too much student activist. And then sometimes they swing to a too much uh, workers union, uh, teachers union, nurses union. So this is the the problem within uh, this the schizophrenic nature that's within MDC currently, right? These two parties we need them. So we have to pick and choose what we need from these two parties. One party has got its conservative nature. The other one is a very liberal nature. The liberal party, unfortunately, is loved by the Western world just because of the way it was formed and the ideals that they have. Whether or not ZANU-PF likes it, you are going to have to work with these people if you want to approach uh, or be accepted back into the global world. Excuse me. You will. Regardless, you will still have to be approached because that's what MDC is about. But until both parties start having or empowering their moderate side of the party so that political thought can be imbued into these parties by the organizing secretary or the political commissar, both parties are going to remain stagnant in the way they uh, perform their duties whether it is in parliament whether it is in the city councils whether it is in the government bureaucracy whether it is in the army and so forth what we need are think tanks within these two parties espousing and forming up ideas that are going to push these parties into the next hundred years right now we don't have we don't have for any of these two parties the, the Magaisas no longer doing anything. They are outside the countries as we speak, the Ruhanyas. They are busy uh, criticizing ZANU-PF instead of uh, trying to come up with a political thought or ideology that can form the party and the way it can move forward. Right? They need to get a hold of their militaristic side and their moderate side and come up with a political thought that encompasses these two sides of the same coin. Just as what ZANU-PF needs to do, the Charambas and the Moyos and the so forth, who used to try and do that, but now they don't have a think tank as we are speaking right now. So, Cobrets, these two last uh, podcasts were reference tracks. We hope you enjoyed them and we hope you learned a lot uh, and... We hope you continue this journey with us as we continue to delve into what it is to be Zimbabwe, what it means to be a revolutionary, and what it means to economically empower yourself. As we said again, the goal here is to get ourselves to that uh, promised land of economic empowerment, economic independence through the revolution. How do we do that? Here at the Revolutionary Star, we believe that housing is important. We believe having title to a land, whether you that can allow you to collateralize that land into money and take that into something that can make money for yourself without owing anything to the government. That is important for us. We want to push that. We agree in progressive ideas that MDC espouses, but we do not believe in the welfare state. We believe in uh, a state whereby each person is made dependent or independent of themselves from an economic point of view. But MDC does have good points that we will discuss in the future as well. So again, this has been Comrade Super Cabral coming straight live and direct from Harare, Zimbabwe 2020. I hope you have a great Sunday and I will meet you again next week Sunday. This is me signing out. Roger out.